You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheen. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so. I'm going to be reacting to the latest stories in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069-66200 or you can text or WhatsApp 087-166-9800 and you can email patrick102fm at gmail.com any tech-related questions and I'll answer them on the next show. To start off, we have a question from Margaret and Margaret is in Newcastle West. And she said she's actually after moving into a new apartment in Limerick and she doesn't have a lot of space and she wants to know which piece of equipment would be the best to take up the, the least amount of space and do the most amount of cooking. Uh, so that was her email that she sent in. And I suppose um, you have a few different options there. Depends on what are your priorities. Some are kind of... Uh, kind of specialist at one job and didn't do other jobs and things like that you know these 10 in one but they're actually only kind of three in one but they do other stuff pretty good um i have tried a few different ones at a few different places and i have one myself and um i've actually <laughs> over the years i've had a few different air fryers myself over the years but um Actually, I uh, I took a bit of a chance, actually. I was at a car boot sale, um, a big car boot sale in Cork, uh, the last bank holiday. And they had one of the Ninja Foodies, uh, which is a kind of a 7-in-1 or 10-in-1, kind of a, like an instant pot kind of pressure cooker mixed with an air fryer kind of thing. And um, it was um, somebody was selling it. But the accessories were missing. The in, the pot from inside and a few different things were missing. But uh, I said, you know, is it working? And they said, oh, it is. But, you know, you're taking a chance. But I knew I kind of looked it up on my phone. I knew I could get the accessories for it. Uh, so I bought it, brought it home, plugged it in. Everything seemed to work. So I bought the accessories and um, worked perfect. It actually looked like new. It looked like it had something i don't know it had been delivered without the accessories or something it had got lost in the mix somewhere it looked like it had never been used so i got you know for with all the accessories and everything included you know the inside pot the pressure cooker lid um the the inserts that go inside for baking and doing different things it cost me like in and the instant pot itself like 50 euro ish around that maybe 55 with delivery something like that and uh i had like 300 euro worth of a so that was a good that was a good bargain now but that has been fantastic there's lots of other ones on the market as well though um uh, actually a family member of mine is looking at so that was the ninja foodie and what it is is uh it's just a pot inside and um inside the machine itself it's electric it goes up on your um, counter it's this one is like i think it's a seven seven and a half liter something like that so what it does is it can saute which is fry like you can use it uh, for frying things you can i've actually done rashers and sausages and all that inside in it um you can bake in it uh i've cooked pizza in it and it came out actually surprisingly well uh but uh you can air fry with it and it has a pressure cooker lid if you get if you don't do like me and get a new one with all the accessories uh you straight away you'll have a the pressure cooker on it as well so you can put um you know your stew into it something like that seal the lid and you can um you can uh, very quickly cook uh, a nice stew or beef or different uh, meat you can roast with it 
and you know it has the heat on the bottom uh, but it also has the the lid that closes down for grilling uh, air frying crisping all that kind of stuff as well so it's a very good all-rounder I, I i haven't tried it yet but i think you can well i did cook pizza so i, I kind of baked with it but i think you can you can kind of bake loaves of bread and stuff in it as well so um st- you can steam with it as well so it has the different levels so you can put water on the bot in the bottom put the put the the stand into it and then put your food on top if you have like steam buns or something like that and you can steam those you can put a normal so it has three different lids pretty much the the main lid that's that's attached to it that lifts up kind of out of the way it has a like a long attachment on it so when you lift up the lid it kind of it moves it across out of the way a little bit so you can put a normal pan lid on it you can uh, put the pressure cooker lid on it to use it as a pressure cooker um you can put the inserts in it as well so and it kind of tells you what to do a very simple kind of setup um and there's newer models out of it now i think the one that i got was maybe three years old something like that um so that's the ninja foodie uh kind of seven in one or ten in one something like that but it's it's just like the big pressure cooker one but there's the i suppose the original one is the instant pot and i'm looking at a list here actually of the best air fryer pressure cooker combos which would be quite similar i think the that concept would be the best amount of variety you can get in a small space now i know there's these um what are they called they're they're like blenders that also do cooking and things like that i think they're called the thermomix and now they're fantastic they're they're kind of amazing it gives you it has a screen built in and it gives you step by step and it has a weighing scales built in so it tells you like you know 100 ml or in weight i presume of your liquid or flour or whatever you're doing so even if you have three ingredients in the weighing scales will weigh the next ingredient as well so it, and it tell it it literally tells you step by step now put you know 200 grams of of uh, flour and put you know a half a cup of sugar and it'll tell you when to stop and you know so it is quite amazing and then it cooks it for you as well and it's also a blender and a mixer it it it, it rotates say clockwise to blend and anti-clockwise to mix so the blunt side of the blades becomes the mixer and it is very very cool but they're like 1500 euro or something like that the thermomix so um i think and I don't know if they do. Well, yeah, you can put accessories on top. So if you, if it was money, no object, maybe one of those Thermomix. They're they're very fancy. They're very cool. You can put yeah, uh, like layers on top to turn it into a, so it'll steam as well and do other things. And you can cook multi layers. But um, if you're more in the few hundred to three or four hundred kind of price range, I say the maybe the. The air fryer pressure cooker combos might be a good way to start. Uh, it just the only thing that that does more so is it weighs things for you and it. But you can kind of do that y- yourself if you have a countertop. You can do most of the chopping and most of the, all that kind of stuff. It just makes that a bit easier. So if you really want an all-in-one kind of, I suppose that would be that would be a, a nice way to go. But uh, number one on the list here is uh, this is farandaway.co. Uh, so it's like a blog about, uh, and it gives a list of 11 best air fryer pressure cooker combo. So number one is the Instant Pot Duo Crisp Pressure Cooker. Um, so Instant Pot is is kind of one of the original ones. I'm not, is it Japanese or something like that? The, the, the original Instant Pot or American maybe? But they kind of took off there maybe 15 years ago, 10 or 12 or 15 years ago, something like that. Um, 
people found it very handy. You can cook rice, you can cook, uh, boil, you can, you know, do lots of different things. And then they added to it, you know, they started off as the pressure cooker and as a, uh, for boiling and steaming and things. And then now that they've added on the air fryer, when air fryer started to become popular, they've added an air fryer to their instant pot as well. So, uh, they kind of started the trend a bit. Uh, it's exactly like a normal immediate, uh, immediate pot <laughs> instead of instant pot. Uh, you don't have to switch the pressure cooker lid together with the atmosphere fryer lid and you've got an air pressure. The, the writing is very poor here. I think you just switch the lids and you've got, you turns from one into the other with a vast assortment of cooking choices. Uh, the atmosphere fryer lid provides five cooking features like rapid air fry, roast, bake and broil, broil and dehydrate. Uh, though the pressure cooker lid provides um, six cooking features like pressure cook saute, slow cook steam, sous vide and hot. Uh, so it does a does a lot there in one. So that's what I was talking about. That you can do, you can get so much done in one go. Um, I presume they do the likes of boiling rice and things like that as well. Always remember to rinse your rice if you're if you're cooking rice, uh, just the normal rice from a pack. Uh, rinse it out well, and then it comes out much better. And just put like a <laughs> what did they say? Like a, uh, with the first knuckle of your finger above uh, of water above the rice, and then. Cook it until the the you can't see the water anymore. But before it fully dries out, then turn it off and leave it for like ten minutes, and uh, it'll it'll uh, come out lovely that way. Uh, if you don't want to purchase immediate pot duo crispy, you can purchase another atmosphere fryer lid that includes the capacity to air fry, broil, roast, bake, reheat, and dry. Oh yeah, so you can add it on later if you if you buy the other one. Uh, so the next one is very similar to my one. Uh, yeah, the Ninja Foodie 8 Quart 9-in-1 Deluxe XL Pressure Cooker. So I don't know if I have the full XL one. That could be a bigger litre. It could be 9 litres or something. Mine is like 7.5 or something like that. Uh, but it's it's pretty much the exact. It's actually a newer model. It has more digital kind of stuff on it. But it's it's very similar. Uh, the first alternative is a superb alternative for the ones that need convenience and are new to this type of cooking. There are tons of different purposes here, nine in total, uh, which is possible to find an excellent effect uh, of plenty of different foods. And do you know what it's very handy for too is um, if you want to do, say I was cooking pizza in it and um, I had it in a pan, kind of a, a deep pan pizza almost, and it was... Um, kind of crisping away or what what i had it in the bake mode but the bottom of the of the pizza wasn't very crispy uh, i just checked it before i took it out so what i did is i turned it on to saute so i got the heat coming from underneath instead of from the top left it for a few minutes and it crisped all the bottom of it so i took it out then and there was a lovely crispy bottom on it so it's kind of like you can get heat from above and below and uh, it's very handy you can switch from one to the other i saw somebody uh, like pressure cooking meat in it uh was it like a ham or something like that uh to get it, the middle of it cooked as quick fairly quickly and then they took the water out put like honey on it and paprika and things like that turn on the air crisp mode or the, the grill mode uh, and crisped all the top of it so you had a nice juicy inside and then from being pressure cooked with pushing the water into the middle of it and keeping it moist and then you had the crispy outside so they're 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 handy to having the 
the multi-in-one kind of ones. Uh, so this uh, big capacity ought to be more than enough for cooking requirements. The pressure cooker is intended to extend a fantastic effect from frozen in only 20 minutes where appropriate. Uh, there's a fantastic crisp uh, into the meats available uh, on the beef and the fryer basket. Uh, an additional advantage of choosing this alternative is that you obtain a solid construction. Using yeah, they are quite heavy. The the Ninja Foodies they're they're a solid machine. It, uh, it was when they're turned on as well. They're they're it's like a, <laughs> it feels like you're standing outside a a nuclear power station or something. It's just a solid. Uh, it doesn't move. You know, the last one I had, I had one of those kind of glass air fryers, and you know, it 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 didn't feel half as a half as much of a solid unit of a thing as uh, as this does. Uh, an additional advantage of choosing this alternative is that you obtain a solid construction using stainless steel and in addition to user-friendly recipes and guides. Uh, if you're a complete newcomer, this ought to be uh, good to get you started, just certain that you supply the very best bargain on price and keep it in mind it, the item is heavy. Yeah, it is heavy, but once you have it in place, you have it in place. So the next one is actually my exact one. Uh, yeah, so that's good. You can still get them. Uh, so it's it's probably not that old. So if it's still in a brand a new article, uh, it's the Ninja Foodie nine and one pressure. This is it exactly. Uh, the most recent Ninja Foodie nine and one air fryer secures the number one spot in our listing of greatest aviation fryers. Aviation fryers in twenty twenty one. Uh, this sometimes is sometimes an eight quarter eight quart pressure cooker atmosphere fryer that gives you uh, the crisps due to the user friendly interface and stay. Yeah, it is very. It's just you put onto whatever you want, and then you click the time up or down or the temperature up and down if it's compatible. And say if you have the pressure cooker lid on and you press that you want to fry or something like that, it'll tell you wrong lid or change lid or something like that. It's it's very simple. Uh, due to the yeah, say if you try to boil something with the pressure cooker with the the grill lid on or the the air fry lid on, it'll tell you that that lift up the lid or whatever and just put a normal pot lid on it. Uh, so it's 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 very uh, it's very smart the way it's uh, put together. Uh, due to the user friendly interface yeah, and stainless steel finish, it is unquestionably one of the best kitchen appliances generated by the business enterprise. Ninja Foodie air fryer was incorporated with a straining lid. Uh, which instantly tenderizes and cooks the parts inside. Another superb... I don't actually have the straining lid for it. I have a kind of third-party one I got, but I don't think it's, it doesn't look the exact same as the as the straining lid. Another superb quality that the company introduced in the, its products is the Deluxe Reversible Rack, which lets you broil and steam whilst tender crisping about two chicken breasts, uh, all in the specific same instant. Uh, furthermore, it is going to have a crisping lid used to provide the final touches of crispy in some tender chicken. Yeah, exactly. So you can you could boil a chicken if you wanted um, and then, you know, uh, or brine it or something like that and then strain out the water, turn it on and crisp up the skin. Uh, so that's, that's an, an option as well. Uh, number four is the Instant Pot Duo 60, uh, six quart, seven in one, multi-use. Now, they might have, they're, they're called quart here and stuff, but they'd be liters. And most of these are quite familiar to me. So you can, uh, they definitely, even though this is probably an American article, they're definitely um, available here as well. The Instant Pot Duos and things like that. And the Ninja uh, one. So perhaps you are not trying to find uh, air 
fryer pressure cooker combo, but you still need a multi-purpose apparatus that could create various delicious foods. In that case, then search no further than the Instant Pot Duo. The cooker brings the ability of seven appliances to a single easy-to-use item. Uh, it functions as a pressure cooker, slow cooker, rice cooker, steamer, saute pan, which is frying pan, uh, yogurt manufacturer, <laughs> and also warmer. Additionally, it does all of those things around 70% quicker than when done in the traditional manner. When you're cooking rice, uh, poultry, ribs, and perhaps yogurt, then you can certainly do it using the touch of a button and without overthinking it. Uh, the three-ply underside stainless steel inner pot is very durable and you also won't need to be worried about the health issues of non-coatings. Um, yeah, so that's very good. The stainless steel exterior is trendy, trendy and totally resistant to fingerprints. Its lightweight and durable design makes it effort, effortless to wash. Um, yeah, there's most of them have... Uh, I know the Ninja has a little... Um, kind of uh, container built onto the back of them and just if you're steaming or if you're doing something like that where there'd be kind of uh, steam coming up and getting out of them uh, it, it fills up so you just take it off and rinse it off every every time you cook uh, Philips Kitchen Appliances Twin Turbo Star Air Fryer so a relation of mine is looking at something like this so this is the traditional uh, well the square plastic air fryer with the pull out handle drawer so there's a new one out as well I think it's Ninja as well actually it has two drawers, but you can take out the the space between them to make one big uh, drawer, and it, it has its multi-purposes as well. It does a few more things. Now, it wouldn't do pressure cooker and things like that, but it does some it does some multiple things as well. Uh, so it's like a twin drawer one. So if you only have a small bit of food, or oh, what it does is, um, they were telling me about it, it's, say, if you have um, beef and vegetables, and you want to put them on cooking at the same time, but you don't want to, to cook the vegetables the same amount as you would the beef because it could be a big lump of beef that could take an hour and the vegetables might only take 10 or 15 minutes. But you can put them both on at the same time and you can set different times for each so you can set them to finish together. So you can say, this one needs 10 minutes, this one needs uh, 50 minutes, and I want them to finish in 50 minutes. So it'll cook that for 40 minutes and then uh, start the vegetables for the last 10 minutes and cook those as well. So they all finish together at the same time. So that's what it does, the the Ninja kind of twin drawer air fryer. Uh, so that would be another option as well, but it's a bit more limited than the, than the multi-purpose ones with the pressure cooker and all that if you want to make stews or boil or do different things. Uh, involving kind of liquid and things like that because the air fryers uh, those the drawer ones wouldn't wouldn't do that um in regards to committing committed air fryers it appears the first name still reigns supreme phillips created the air fryer pressure cooker combo oh did they i thought it was um the other crowd so i guess that was wrong um in 2010 and was updating it ever since these days the new patented turbo star technologies are currently the twin turbo star feature from the um advance xxl it's amongst the greatest if not the best airflow mechanics and guaranteed christmas and uniform cooking very good. Uh, another notable characteristic of the XSL is the size. It might sound disappointing that the capability is just four quarts, but the XSL maximizes that distance using a square basket, which makes it effortless in browning uh, to brownish multiple objects, even in uh, precisely the exact moment. Um, additionally, it's deep enough to pile another rack or cook two meals simultaneously. 
since cooking uh, that food requires more energy, Advance utilizes a little more energy than normal fryers, helping it to keep heat better too. Uh, so Emil Lagasse pressure air fryer. So this is like a kind of a celebrity endorsed one. E E M E R I L Lagasse pressure air fryer. So I haven't heard of this one now. Uh, use uh, the easy push button uh, port to manually define your preferred time and heat, or pick from 44 preset functions such as stress, sous vide, steam, saute, slow cook, uh, air dispense, canning, or yogurt. You can even set a delayed timer. Uh, so that's another one. Uh, the Corsori Air Fryer Max XL electric hot oven oilless cooker LED touchscreen. So this is, this is like uh, when you're buying one of the websites, they try to tick every box. Oilless cooker LED touchscreen Air Fryer Max XL electric hot oven. Uh, so yeah, this is the Corsori is the brand anyway. Uh, it may take some trial and error to nail this air fryer with cook times and temperatures. However, the cult favorite Corsori Premium Air Fryer makes it somewhat easier thanks to its uh, 10 preset cooking choices. Uh, it's time to get cooking and you can pick uh, one touch preset to begin your meal immediately. Uh, choices include beef, poultry, fish, uh, bacon, frozen meals, french fries, vegetables, root vegetables, bread and desserts. Uh, so it does lots of different things. Uh, six quart air fryer air cooker with air fryer combos. This doesn't say a name on this one. It just says six quart air fryer. Yeah, uh, maybe six quart is the, is the name. I don't think so. Though. Uh, next up is the version has lots of excellent reviews and ones that have tried it out. This really is a handsome model that looks more streamlined and wonderful touchscreen. So some of these now might be the more American ones because I haven't heard of them and things like that. Uh, next one is the Michelangelo 6.5 quart pressure cooker air fryer combo. So they're much of a muchness. Uh, Instant Pot Vortex. I've seen those here. They have those here, all right. Um, that's the drawer kind of one again. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it now. So we've we've got through a good few of those there now. Uh, gives you some options. They're definitely good all rounders. You can do a bit of baking. You can do boiling. You can do frying. You can do pressure cooking, steaming, and uh, air crisping and things like that, all in one uh, with those with those kind of combo ones. Uh, so with your little amount of space, you'll get a lot of different uh, options there. So uh, best to look with that. Uh, uh, best to look with your move as well and hope uh, my, my few things there have been a, a bit of help to you. Next up, we're going to react to some of the latest in tech and see, see what we have in tech news. Uh, Pure Sounds Labs BT2200 Kids Headphones, specialty kids headphones. Uh, they look quite cool though. They're um, black and white, but they have like multicolored bodies on them, the kind of the main ear part of the but not, not the soft part, but the hard ear part uh, that drives the sound uh, has different colors and they, they actually look quite cool. The Puro Balance Response Curve technology is engineered to deliver the finest genuine studio sound with clear, clear crisp vocals and full dynamic bass suitable for all genres of music. Additionally, the BT2200 uh, Plus features a fully passive design which blocks 83% of the ambient noise. Uh, at one kilohertz just by wearing them, ensuring that users can listen to their favorite tracks. 
um, uh, audiobooks and or YouTube Undisturbed to find their own space in shared environments. Uh, designed with both comfort and style in mind. Uh, so let's see what's what makes them for children. As a built-in microphone, ideal for online learning, and children will love the daisy chain sharing cable. So favorite tracks in YouTube videos can be enjoyed with friends or siblings. Okay, so they they try to make it. Uh, because otherwise it'd be just the normal headphones that uh, that look uh, a bit more funky or something like that. But they they have a sharing cable where you can where you can um, plug in with other other kids as well. I presume they might have a sound limit on them as well that they won't go too high, uh, so it doesn't damage their ears and things like that. Uh, they're wireless, ANC, kid proof, kid safe um, headphones to protect little ears from increasing tech exposure. Uh, so maybe they're not too loud. Uh, so they're a hundred dollars. So I suppose it's a good idea, and it's definitely uh, good that they don't uh, damage their ears because you can, you know, it could damage you for life if you if they if they get um, too badly damaged. Uh, a new initiative in France will see people helped with the cost of repairing clothes rather than throwing them away. From October, people will be able to claim back uh, between six and twenty-five euro towards the cost of mending clothes and shoes. From the 1st of January next year, clothing producers will also have to detail the environmental impact on labels. Well, so that's interesting. I suppose it would help too if manufacturers, now it wouldn't help with the cost, I presume, and, and it'll probably be end up more expensive clothes and things like that, but making less kind of disposable clothes, you know, the, the, we all know the places that sell the, the cheap t-shirts and cheap uh, kind of leggings and things like that, that... Um, you kind of wear them a couple of times or the first wash and they never look the same again. And, you know, a couple of washes later and uh, whatever writing was on them or design was on them is worn off and uh, you're kind of uh, putting it to the side and you're not wearing it anymore and it ends up in the recycling or donations bin or something like that. Uh, so if clothes were like when we were younger were kind of made to last, it would definitely help as well. Uh, but I suppose that would cost more and you know you wouldn't be able to get those uh, bargains when when it comes to clothing and things like that uh, google creates ai with the same level of accuracy and bias as a doctor some large language models of artificial intelligence contain biases that could exacerbate health dis health disparities and produce inaccurate answers to medical questions uh, so this is uh, artificial intelligence keeps going and going Artificial intelligence produces misinformation when asked to ask uh, to answer medical questions, but there is a scope for it to be fine-tuned to assist doctors a new found study has found. Researchers at Google tested the performance of large language models similar to that of powers, which powers ChatGPT on its responses to multiple-choice polls and commonly asked medical questions. They found the model incorporated biases about patients that could exacerbate health disparities and produce inaccurate answers to medical questions. However, a version of the model developed by Google to specialize in medical uh, stripped out some of these negative effects and recorded a level of accuracy and bias that was closer to a group of doctors monitored. The researchers believed the, that artificial intelligence could be used to expand capacity within medicine by supporting clinicians to make decisions and assess information more quickly, but more development is needed. Uh, before it can be used effectively, uh, so yeah, that's that's one of the original things that they said. Do you know that um, once our AI gets smart enough, uh, and it, with the things like um, you know these new supercomputers being developed, 
the quantum computers and things like that, which Google apparently has a new prototype of, um, which is like thousands of times faster than any computer that we have at the moment and can kind of um, answer thousands and thousands of questions, which has, you know, it just sounds like, oh, it's just faster, but it apparently it is can uh, learn and, and do other things so much quicker that it can answer other you know, like questions about the universe and it can make massive calculations and give answers to things that, that other computers could never do. And uh, it went, I, I just heard a brief kind of thing about it, so I didn't get the full rundown, but it looks pretty... It looks pretty amazing what it can do, especially when when it's paired up with the likes of artificial intelligence and things like that. So, and they were with this uh, this medical uh, AI that they've set up. A panel of clinicians judged that just sixty one point nine percent of the answers provided by the unspecified model were in line with the scientific consensus, compared to ninety two point six percent of answers produced by the medical uh, the medicine focus model. The latter, which was the one that was uh, refined by Google, it resulted in line with the 92.9% of answers uh, reported by clinicians. So it was on par with the doctors uh, in the, in that specific test anyway. The unspecified model was more likely to produce answers that were rated as potential, uh, potentially leading to harmful outcomes at 29.7% compared with 5.8% for the specialized model and 6.5% for answers generated by clinicians. So... It was kind of slightly better than the clinicians, but it was this very specific test, I presume. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's the way it's going. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, Microsoft wins FTC fight to buy Activision Blizzard. Uh, FTC versus Microsoft is over, and the judge has decided to deny the FTC's preliminary injunction request. Um, a California judge is allowing Microsoft to close its acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard after five days of grueling testimony. Microsoft still faces an ongoing antitrust case by the Federal Trade Commission, but Judge Jacqueline Scott uh, Corley has listened to arguments from both the FTC and Microsoft and decided to deny the regulator request for preliminary injunction. In a ruling submitted by Judge Corley, uh, she said that Microsoft's acquisition of Activision has been described as the largest in tech in tech history. It deserves scrutiny. That scrutiny has paid off and Microsoft has committed in writing, in public and in court, to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox. It made an agreement with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to Switch and it entered several agreements for the first time to bring Activision's content to several cloud gaming services. The court's responsibility uh, in this case is narrow. It is to decide if notwithstanding these current circumstances, the murder should be halted, perhaps even terminated, pending resolution of the FTC administrative action. Uh, so they, they've kind of they've <laughs> they said, look, if you let this go through, we'll give everyone call of duty pretty much. Uh, and it seems to have worked. Uh, the business representative body that delayed the investment in the short term to prevent risk of overheating the economy. This is here in Ireland will hinder future eco- economic expansion and negatively impact Ireland's long term competitiveness. IBEX says budget 2024 must deliver on in- infrastructural and societal investment capacity and ensure that the benefits of economic progress are felt by all. Executive Director of Lobbying and Influence at IBEC, Fergal O'Brien, says investment in childcare and housing should be prioritised by government. Let's see what he had to say. The key priority for government now has to be 
making those benefits and success tangible. We think the best way to do that is through investment in physical infrastructure, in capital, in the houses and the infrastructure and the transport that we need, but also in terms of the social infrastructure, in terms of provision of social housing, but also in things like, in terms of things like childcare and public services generally. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's. I suppose that's good all around. Childcare and uh, services and housing and things like that is is wanted by all, and the infrastructure to support businesses and keep uh, getting the money that they can spend then on those uh, societal improvements. That's the whole concept, I suppose. Uh, what are the most in-demand tech jobs right now? As we pass the midpoint, uh, James Hayes Milligan reveals the most in-demand tech, tech jobs in the market right now. Number 10 is a software developer. Digital transformation means that software development is vital for modern organizations across all industries. Number nine is a software engineer. Despite dropping a few places since on, on our previous list, this is on siliconrepublic.com, there's still a need for software engineers as opposed to developers who are largely responsible for the programming and engineers' focus is on the design and development of the software. Uh, number eight is the change maker. Unlike the previous two rules, sounds like <laughs> some a character from the Matrix or something. The key maker, uh, the change maker. Unlike the previous two rules, uh, success here is less dependent on technical skills. Change makers oversee change within a business from planning to the execution. Uh, to do this well, you'll need strong communication skills and the ability to encourage stakeholders at several seniority levels to adopt new technologies or processes. Um, Number seven is the DevOps engineer. This has to jumped up a place from number eight on the previous list. Working between the development and operations teams, people in this role ensure the creation and delivery of software releases. Um, number six is the .NET developer. Uh, the .NET developers are still amongst the top ten. But it's worth pointing out that we've seen a fairly big drop in demand. These programmers will be working primarily with Windows applications and as such proficiency in several coding languages is vital. Uh, number five is a data engineer. Another role has moved up one place on the data list is the data in, on the list is the data engineer. Although the number of employers we've seen hiring has remained more or less consistent. Their responsibilities include creating and maintaining the systems that enable organizations to collect, store, and analyze data. Uh, number four is the Java developer. Java is one of the core programming languages used by software engineers. Employers have a number of reasons to hire people who are proficient with Java due to its stability and range of uses, among other benefits. Number three is the data analyst. While a data engineer focuses on creating and maintaining the systems required, uh, handling the data efficiently, uh, an analyst is responsible for obtaining insights from the information. Their purpose is to spot the trends that inform decisions and processes, and one of the key skills here is the ability to take data and present the takeaways clearly so that other stakeholders can make use of it. Number two is a business analyst. Although this uh, position is no longer top of our list uh, of in-demand tech roles, there are still organizations out there who need a business analyst. In contrast to so many of the other jobs on the list uh, that require technical skills in certain areas such as coding and data, the analyst identifies trends before working with stakeholders to meet business needs. And number one is a project manager. 
This is another role that doesn't lean heavily on technical knowledge, but is nonetheless hugely important for a team or organization's success. As with a business analyst, this also makes it easier to move into tech from another sector or industry. Project managers need to have excellent organization and communication skills because they work with a large number of stakeholders to ensure projects are delivered in a timely manner. So if you're if you're thinking about going to college or learning uh, different um, jobs in tech, they're, they're some of the most in-demand ones at the moment. They're on Silicon, Silicon Republic, and you can also listen back to this uh, on any of your podcast apps if you want to listen to that again. Uh, now Google's Bard AI chatbot can talk and respond to visual prompts. Google is adding some features to its Bard AI chatbot, including the ability for Bard to speak its answers to you uh, to and for it to respond to prompts uh, that also include images. The chatbot is also now available in much of the world, including the EU. In a blog post, Google is positioning Bard's spoken responses as a helpful way to correct pronunciation uh, of a word or listen to a poem or script. You'll be able to hear spoken responses by entering a prompt and selecting the sound icon. Uh, spoken responses will be available in more than 40 languages and are live now, according to Google. Uh, that feature... Uh, lets you add images to prompts is something that Google first showed off uh, at its I.O. conference in May. Uh, in one example, Google suggested you could use it to ask for help writing a funny caption about a picture of two dogs. Google says the feature is now available in English and is expanding to new languages soon. Google is introducing a few new other features too, including the ability to pin and rename conversations, share responses with your friends, and change the tone and style of the responses you get back from Bard. Uh, they first opened Bard in March, but uh, it was only available in the US and UK. Um, and that, as with Treads at the moment, it's still, as far as I know, not available in Europe. Uh, the company has been rolling out the chatbot to many more countries since then. And it's available in the EU now. So let's have a look. I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've tried that yet. Uh, Irish people say having sandwiches on the beach and trying not to get sand in them is the one thing they remember most about childhood holidays. A survey by Tesco. Yeah, and getting those. Uh, the, going to the, the shop in Ballybunion and getting the plastic uh, uh, shovel and spade and a uh, uh, soccer ball and kicking it around the beach and things like that. A survey by Tesco found a third of people want to spend more time outside when the sun is shining. Uh, when asked what the, <laughs> that's that's a very, very uh, uh, interesting insight there. And no one would ever have thought that people want to go outside when it's sunny. Uh, when asked what the funniest quirk about Irish people in the summer is, over half of respondents said it's complaining about the cold all year long and then complaining it's too hot. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Uh, they always say, oh, the farmers are begging for rain. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk launches long-awaited AI startup in a bid to rival ChatGPT. The billionaire has previously warned that AI has the potential for civilizational destruction and called for regulation to be drawn up uh, governing the sector. Uh, Elon has launched its long-awaited artificial intelligence startup, uh, XAI, uh, in a bid to build an alternative to ChatGPT. The Twitter owner has uh, brought in a team of engineers from other tech firms and he is hoping to challenge uh, the artificial intelligence sphere. Uh, Musk has warned for months about AI's potential for civilizational destruction, arguing that a race amongst companies such as Google and Microsoft to develop the technology should be stopped to allow time for regulation on the tech to be drawn up and for uh, he was on about as well for safety things to be put in place uh, in the AI itself 
uh, to be kind of written into the code. So, uh, and he said he wants to have that written into his own uh, AI uh, certain uh, safety protocols. Uh, the reason for the launch of AI, uh, XAI is to understand the true nature of the universe, said Musk, uh, who also co-founded OpenAI but later left the startup uh, credited with sparking the generative AI frenzy. Uh, Dan Hendricks, who serves as the director of the Centre for AI Safety, a non-profit aims to reduce the risks po- uh, posed by the technology, will be an advisor at the new company. The startup team includes several former engineers and scientists from Alphabet, uh, which is Google-owned, and Microsoft, and as well as OpenAI. We have worked on and led the development of some of the largest breakthroughs in the field, including AlphaStar, uh, GPT 3.5 and GPT 4, uh, the startup said on its website. So yeah, their engineers are all from the, the top AI uh, companies. Uh, Margot Robbie has described the new Barbie film as unexpected, <laughs> unexpected and fun clever and silly on such a big scale. Uh, the star was speaking at the European premiere of the movie the movie in London last night. She said Barbie's world is great, but not without its problems. Barbie land feels like a female utopia, uh, but you do by the end of the film see the flaw in that. I, I mean, a hierarchy in, any, in anyone's power is not necessarily the best thing. So, uh, it's, but it is fun, it's very pretty. It's so it's so funny that <laughs> such a dark movie like Oppenheimer about the the you know developing the first nuclear uh, bomb and a movie about Barbie <laughs> are out at the same time and such a huge contrast between <laughs> between those two movies. Um, uh, Global Logic acquires Sidero, a leading software engineering firm in Ireland. Uh, Global Logic, a Hitachi Group company and leader in digital engineering, uh, has announced it has entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Sidero Limited, an Ireland-based engineering services and cloud-native software development company with deep technology specialization in the communications vertical. This strategic acquisition aims to bolster Global Logic's capabilities in the dynamic communications technology sector and expand its European presence in Ireland. Uh, So that's very good. Uh, organizations in the communications industry continue to be the most disru- disruptive when it comes to digital transformation. Sidero's expertise in technologies such as radio access networks, uh, self-optimizing networks, uh, cloud and agile development practices are clear complement to Globalogic's deep engineering portfolio. Uh, their talented experience design and engineering teams based in Athlone uh, and in Newry, in Northern Ireland, uh, facilitate the creation of innovative solutions that will directly benefit Global Logic's current and future clients. So that's a, a good get for them, and hopefully they'll keep the Irish jobs going and help to expand and everything like that. The next story is kind of one we had in the news as well today, but it's a, it's kind of a tech-related story, so we'll we'll read a bit about it here as well. Just over five thousand electric vehicles were registered in quarter two this year which is 127% increase compared to the same period last year. The the Dundeal car price index also found EVs and hybrids now account for just over half of new cars registered in Ireland, compared to just 18% in 2020. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the used car market in Ireland experienced unprecedented price inflation. Author of the index, Dr. Tom Gillespie, says the big, it's, uh, this is beginning to change. We had this acute um, price inflation since the start of the pandemic because of um, supply shortages um, in microchips and Brexit. And we saw it, there was a, you know, a roughly an, an average 5% increase every quarter 
um, for the for the period over the pandemic. But uh, last year we saw kind of signs that the price inflation might be slowing down to more normal levels. Yeah, so the yeah the the prices of all around are still high, but they are starting to come down a tiny bit. And people are getting used to living with EVs and hybrids, especially. Actually, a relation of mine got a hybrid, and um, it's one that you can drive on full electric, or you can you can choose to to drive the other way around, or you know on long journeys you can go. I think it's petrol as well. Um, but she actually uh, keeps it charged up and pretty much drives it like an EV. Uh, it's only, it's, it, you know, so it's it has the engine, but it doesn't get used that much, the, the petrol engine. It's pretty much driven as an EV, but it's there as a backup. It, it, you know, the short trips when she goes to work back and forth and things like that, even slightly longer trips, uses it in EV mode and has plenty of power and everything like that uh, for her needs. But if all of a sudden, you know, or she's planning a trip to, to Donegal or Dublin or something, she can go into the full uh, petrol and, and EV mode or, or just petrol mode and do the longer trip. And it's, it's actually handy. I never thought of it that way, that, that you know, to use it, uh, if you have a hybrid that can work that way, just drive it as an EV and you're doing your environmental thing and everything. You're not You're not using petrol. She said she has it for... Um, she got it in January and she's only put, you know, three, two or three hundred euro worth of, of, uh, petrol into it since she got it. So she's pretty much driving it as an EV. Uh, it's only under cer- special circumstances that she will drive it as, um, as an actual, uh, dri- use the, the petrol engine in it. So it is, that's actually a good idea too, I suppose. Uh, it's almost like a backup engine. No, I know it's a lot of weight to be carrying around and you're probably using more electricity than you would with an EV, but um, it is handy to have, to use an, uh, a hybrid that way, uh, to have it as your backup. Uh, uh, so that's actually, a, it kind of makes it more viable as well, you know, to, uh, I, I'm, possibly I might do the same myself if I was ever buying uh, an electric vehicle maybe get a hybrid and try to keep it as electric as possible uh, she sets the timer and everything to charge uh, late at night when the the electricity is at its cheapest I think that you can do that with the the, the, the wall charger uh, you can set it up that way and uh, so it, in the morning then it's charged up again drives it away for the next day you know same as you would an EV just uses it like an EV even though it's a hybrid and then you know all of a sudden Oh, we're going to have to drive six hundred miles today. Where <laughs> we're going up to, we're going to Dublin and back again, or we're going to Donegal or something uh, for a road trip. That's okay. We can use the petrol motor and drive it away. And you know, if we're running low, top it up straight away rather than having to sit there for an hour to charge it up. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to think about it. And ninety nine percent of its life will be working away as an EV. I don't know how good that is for the petrol motor. That if it's not used uh, uh, that often. Uh, if you know, and you still have to do the servicing and oil changes and things like that. So, uh, you know, there are downsides, but uh, it, it, you know, that's a good upside as well, though. So it's interesting, especially nowadays when everyone is trying to to get into the the EV market. It, it's it's a good way to get in to 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 try out and get used to having an electric car without fully investing in all electric and you know the the range anxiety and things like that you never have range anxiety with with a hybrid like that so so it's good it's a good way to get into the market and then later on once you get all how it works 
you can jump onto the jump onto the the full electric uh, uh, bandwagon after that. Then next up is a very relatable uh, topic. It's the best EVs of twenty twenty three. Uh, this could be US, so we'll just have a quick look at uh, American cars. Then uh, we can uh, we can plus we've actually talked a little bit about this before. Twenty three Chevy. That here as well. Um, so the Tesla Model 3, you close here, there's a lot of them around. Uh, best small electric was the Chevy Bolt, was the best affordable electric car. Um, we had these a few weeks ago, but these were the, the entry level ones that with the best miles and things like that, the, the cheapest prices and things like that. So, uh, but these are the different uh, all rounders. So, this is the 2023 is the best small electric car, the Tesla Model 3. Hyundai Ionic 5, there's a few of those around. They're very, uh, they really stand out. So they have a, they're really um, bold with the design, which is very good. I really like that, it's, which is the 2023 Hyundai Ionic 5. It's the best mid-size electric car. Uh, it's very cooking. The, the headlights and all the design is pretty cool. Uh, another lovely looking car is the Porsche Taycan. It's the best full-size electric car, uh, 23 Porsche Taycan. Uh, the 2023 Hyundai Kona Electric is the best subcompact electric SUV. Uh, so that's nice as well. Uh, the 2023 Tesla Model Y is the best small electric SUV. Uh, so there's a few of those around as well. And the 2023 Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV is the best mid-size electric. And here it'll be a full-size. It's a mid-size. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV is the, the best mid-size SUV. Uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning, I don't think we have them here. We have the Ranger Raptor and all those. And I think they're have the. it's on the way as well, the... Um, the electric version of those, so this would be the equivalent. Uh, so they say it's the best electric pickup truck. I don't, I don't know if I don't think we have the F one fifty. I think that's America only. Uh, the twenty twenty three BMW i seven X Drive sixty is the best luxury electric car. Um, the twenty twenty three Lucid Air Grand Touring is the best long range electric car. Yeah, I think that has one of the longest range batteries, but I don't know if we have that here as well. Uh, I haven't seen any of them on the road anyway. Uh, the 2024 Kia EV9 is the EV we're looking forward to the most. So this is one on the way. Um, I think the Ionic looks a little bit better. It's This is kind of more almost like future military looking or something like that. It does look quite cool, but um, that's an upcoming one that's on the way. So uh, very interesting. A first edition of the Hobbit book has sold for €11,000 at auction after it was discovered in a charity shop in Scotland. The rare copy of Tolkien's classic was found by a manager in the Cancer Research UK shop in Dundee, which only sells items for £5 or less. The book was one of the first 1,500 copies published in 1937, uh, which features black and white illustrations drawn by the author. That's very cool. <laughs> That's so cool. That 1937 uh, copy of The Hobbit. Absolutely amazing. Next is uh, talking about, we were talking about Barbie earlier, so this is uh, uh, Oppenheimer, the other movie. Uh, Emily Blunt says, the entire crew of Oppenheimer read American Prometheus before they began filming. The star says the biography of the physicist was very helpful and uh, contained endless nuggets to help with character development. She stars alongside Killian Murphy and Florence Pugh in the movie, which tells the story of the father of the atomic bomb. 
so yeah, that's a very a very deep movie, but it's supposed to be very good, and, and I think Killian Murphy in pretty good. Uh, last few bits and pieces now. Uh, artificial intelligence doesn't have capability to take over, Microsoft boss says. AI is about changing the relationship between people and computers rather than planetary takeover, Eric tells Sky News, so I hope hope they're right. Uh, threads, what we've learned from the first week and why it can't kill Twitter just yet. Threads now has a faster start to life than any other app in history. Someone actually made a very good point, though, about Threads. Um, you know, it's, it's it's oh, it's a brand new app and it's it's getting loads of people. But actually, it's just a kind of, I do, and this was a smart move by Threads themselves. It's just, you're just logging into your Instagram account. I suppose they, you know, they made it as easy as possible, but... You know, you kind of install the app and in, sign in with Instagram and jump over from Instagram, kind of like it's just an expansion. A kind of a Instagram is all photos, and this is all uh, Twitter clone, pretty much. This is all um, text, so it's kind of a yeah. It's smart that they did that, but. Uh, they have all the Instagram people or a lot of the Instagram people now on Threads, but those kind of people are are Instagram people for a reason. You know, they're they're more photo based. So they're you know some some people were saying that give it a few weeks and those people are it's not their kind of style and it's kind of it's going to go quite quiet and the interactions are quite high at the moment because it's all new and fresh, but. Um, they're thinking that that the people that jumped over, especially that weren't into Twitter, uh, won't be very active in a few weeks when the when the excitement wears off about it. That um, you know you might have a lot of interaction now going on there, but that could uh, that could slow down, and uh, maybe that's some of the reason here as well that they say. Uh, with more than 100 million users signing up in five days and Elon Musk rattling into tweeting explicit jibes about Mark Zuckerberg was a joke. Uh, it's been uh, quite a first week of Meta's new app threads. After months of speculation, the company behind Facebook picked the perfect moment to launch its shameless Twitter copy and rival its greatest, uh, fastest growing app ever. For many, uh, yeah, and all thanks to it also being like owning and somebody was saying that actually as well that if uh they say twitter ends up dying out and threads takes over so facebook instagram and threads will be the top three social media platforms in the world that's a monopoly so you know it, it might not be as good a thing as people think that uh, you know it's great that they can go on somewhere now that they don't have to see uh, kind of political opinions they don't agree with but uh, it's kind of a, a dangerous uh, that the monopolistic kind of move as well that if they if they do uh, if Twitter does end up going out of business uh, for many it has it was the opportunity they've waited for ever since Musk bought uh, Twitter uh, and, and wave goodbye to their tweets and hope plenty of their followers would join them on their journey to the sunny climbs of another data hungry social media platform owned by the controversial billionaire Mark Zuckerberg that's another thing too that the EU isn't even allowing it at the moment because it's just uh, it wants everything it wants your health information when you click into it when you sign up for it it needs your health information and all that so if you're wearing a smartwatch and it's, you're getting your beats per minute and your heart information all it wants that what does it need that for how many steps you're doing and all that kind of stuff it, it, they said that that was part of the sign up the things you agree to access to everything and it wants all your information 
it's uh, and then they sell that information that's that's their that's how they monetize their business they they sell all the your personal information and stuff now not your passwords and stuff like that but uh, probably contact information like uh, email addresses and things like that and and uh, things about you uh, but while it may uh, look an awful lot like Twitter with its text focused timeline encouraging replies and conversation its first week has shown you don't have to dig far below the surface to find the strategy isn't so similar it feels a bit like a summer beach hut full of annoyingly cool people that wouldn't look out of place in the new Barbie film <laughs> it should probably come as a little surprise given the apps built off of Instagram where influencers that's what I'm saying now so a lot of these influencers are more photo based and i think they will just jump back to instagram once the the shine has worn off of it and it could go very quiet in a couple of months time you know um celebrities and brands reign supreme amongst the most followed are kim kardashian mr beast and shakira um elon musk would like twitter to be the oppenheimer in this cinematic analogy a place for more serious conversation and thoughtful debate I don't think so. I don't think he he was always having fun and making jokes and everything. So I don't think that's uh I don't think that's right in this article. This is on Sky News. I don't uh, uh, sky.com. Uh, I don't think that's uh, what he's looking exactly for. Unfortunately, it's a long felt like it's got the part where the nuclear bomb's gone off. Much like Twitter Meta has that's a bad analogy to make too on their part. Uh, much like Twitter, Meta has pitched Treads as a place to join public conversations. So we'll have to see if that holds to be true. Maybe the EU will force them to be less uh, less um, looking for, for your information. Anyway, uh, you, that's our show for today. We've ran out of time. You can call 069-66200. You can text or WhatsApp 0871-669800. But as I always say, the best way to get me is patrick102fm at gmail.com. Send off your tech-related questions and I will answer them on the next show. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.